Father, Lord Jesus, truly we want to make you welcome, Lord. We need your presence, Father. We need you among us, Lord, because without you, this is just a meaningless gathering, Lord, of people. But, Father, we know that you're here. We know that you dwell among the praises of your people. And, Lord, we just ask that you'd be pleased to come down this evening and just walk and spend some time with us, Lord, we pray fellowship lord together with our hearts united with you lord god may you just come and meet needs tonight father there's so many needs so many needs god uh, we have great needs but thankfully we have a great god who can answer our needs we ask that the god of heaven would reach down and touch your suffering children lord suffering with cancer and suffering with various types of diseases and suffering chained by circumstances of sin and things lord in their lives father set your people free lord may they walk out of the bondage lord tonight father and lord as we get ready to move from this dimension into another dimension lord may our hearts turn towards you even more we pray father turning away from this old vile world that we live in lord and the things of this world that just gets worse every day but god we're thankful this is not our home this is not our planning for our future is not here and living for this place is not in our hearts but god we're looking for a better land we're looking for a better place lord lord of a government lord that'll be a pure government lord a, a king that'll be a pure king father with righteous judgments and lord the spirit of god to reign supreme in the people of god we thank you now, Father, for these things, Lord, that we have. We just ask you to anoint it to our hearts. Lord, help us to move out of the way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Revelations 3 and verse 14. Amen. You know, I, I, the things that are going on in the world weigh heavily upon your heart and it, I just wanted to say this it's not going to get any better it's going to get worse and as, as it goes off into the tribulation it's only going to take degrees of getting worse and, but I, I'm thankful that's not our hope but our hope is out of here leaving this old place behind and going to another place but I, I just got some things because we know the natural types of spiritual, and we can see the natural where it is, and we know the, the spiritual where it is, amen? Because, you know, what we're dealing with today is not even a race issue. It's a, it's a spiritual issue, amen? Because one day there'll be all the, the tongues and nations, different races that'll be there living in perfect harmony and perfect peace. Why? Because the spirits have been dealt with. Amen. So we want to look at these things. Revelations 3 and verse 14. These things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Amen. We'll let you be seated. <clears throat> you know, as we just was speaking, this world we live in, in the natural, we're seeing things happen like never before. We're seeing uh, the attack coming against authority like never before. 
and all attack, out, out, even all out attack against our police force and wanting to defund them and strip them of their authority. And, you know, in many places you can no longer say the whole city is even behind them or even the state is behind them or whatever. You know, Brother Brandon would use the policeman many times in his, it, it, through, through his messages about the authority. And that's what I would like to speak tonight is on our, our God-given authority. But, it, you know, he says we do not believe we have power. We don't claim to have power. We claim to have authority. And he says we realize the little policeman on the street with his little cap sitting on his head, the big cars sweeping down through the broadways, 90 miles an hour, 300 horsepower engines in them. He hasn't got one bit of power to stop one of them. They would crush him. Amen. He says, but just let, them, let him show that badge and lift his hands and brakes will squeal and tires will hum. It's the authority that stops them. He said, why? Because the whole city is behind him. He's got authority, not power. He may not weigh 100 pounds, but he's got the authority to make them stop. And so we see in this hour that we're living in, I think it's very amazing that, it, it, that, you know, that the devil or spirits are actually anointing people, amen, to come against the authority in the natural. And, and if he's doing that in the natural, he's also going to try to do that in the supernatural. And so, you know, we see an all-out assault to strip the authority of the enforcers of the law. And so that, that way the lawless can do as they please. They can rape. They can murder. They can loot. They can kill. They can steal. They can write in streets. They can destroy buildings. They can destroy livelihoods of people. And the political atmosphere we're living in has got the police to be in such a place that they're afraid to assert their authority or what they had because it has been stripped from them. And so now that the, those out there, those, those men anointed by spirits, they can tear down what monuments they want to. They can graffiti them. They can graffiti our streets. They can write anything they want to on our buildings. They can do what they please because they don't have any repercussions from it. Therefore, the law no longer has any value to them because it has nothing to back it up. And the devil is now trying, as we said, he's said the natural types of spiritual. So at the same time, you see the devil is trying to strip the power of God out of the church. He's trying to take the authority out of the church because if there is no power, there is no authority. Amen. Because if there is no power, there's no authority. So why does he do that? So he can come and go as he pleases. Amen. To rob, to pillage, to destroy as he pleases. You know, he may be succeeding in the physical realms. Amen. But he, and, and, and creating his chaos of an Eden and cities are folding up to the political pressures of the age that we're living in refusing to stand for what's right, but he will not succeed in the spiritual realm because there's a heavenly government that is ruled by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who will not back down off of his promises, but will stand upon them to the end. Amen. We see that, that there are people that have, have stood upon laws, they've stood upon things, and they've stood for rights, they've stood for things, and all of a sudden, all of that is being washed away. Governments no longer have the power 
that they once had. They no longer have the backbone that they once had. But, you know, and, and he's trying to bring that also into the spiritual realm, into the church of the living God. But there's still authority in the church backed by the power of God. There's still authority in the church of the living God to tell cancer to take your hands off of God's property. Amen. There's, they, they may not have the authority to tell them not to burn a building or, or not to loot or not to do this or that. But in the spiritual realm, there is still a people upon this earth that has the backbone given to them by the Holy Ghost to stand upon the Word of God and tell that devil, you're not riding in these bodies. You're not taking control of these situations. This is not your possession. This is not your property. So you have no right here and you have to back off in the name of Jesus Christ. And they have the authority given them by the power of the Holy Ghost. There's authority in the bride to tell spirits of the enemy that they cannot come into our place. They cannot come into our homes. They cannot come into our churches. They cannot come into our bodies. Amen. There's an authority in the church of the living God to tell Satan you cannot come any further. There's a power to stop every sickness. There's a power to stop every sin. There's a power to stop every devil. There's a power that's in the body of Jesus Christ to turn corruption into incorruption, to turn mortality into immortality. There is a power to break every chain. Hallelujah. And the church of the living God is not backed by mortal men that one day believe this and the next day they believe that. They're not backed by mortal men that don't have the backbone to stand for righteousness and stand for godliness. We are not backed by man's creeds or man's ideas or man's laws. We are backed by the Holy Ghost. We're backed by the name of Jesus Christ. We're backed by the things that God has done for us in this age. The church of the living God is not backed by an earthly government. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for that today. Amen. Your government believes one thing one day and believes another thing the next day. Amen. It fails men every day. Amen. It fails men left and right. Amen. Well, we are not backed by earthly governments that can be swayed by money or, or popularity or politics. But the church of the living God is backed by God himself. Hallelujah. And every believer through the ages has been backed by him because he depicted himself as Jesus standing in the middle of the candlesticks. So tonight we're not standing upon our own, our, own, our own beliefs. We're not standing on what we think is right or what we think is wrong. We're standing upon the word of Almighty God. We're not standing upon laws legislated by man. Some whimsy man, it can be this the one day and that the other day, can stand for you in your face and shoot you in your back. That's not who we're, st- we're backed by. I want you to understand tonight, we're backed by the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost still defeats cancer. And the Holy Ghost still defeats every sin. And the Holy Ghost still arrays the worst among us up to be a Christian in this hour. That's the power that's in the church of the living God. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand this power is not diminishing. Hallelujah. This power is not diminishing. It's not going out. It's not fading away. It's getting stronger every day. You say, well, all hell is against us. Well, wonderful news. When all hell turns loose, all heaven turns loose. So if you see all hell around us, believe you me, all heaven is for us. 
This is what he would say. This is what's back even in our age. He said, this is what is back in you. As we read in Revelation 3, 14, this is to our description for our age, his description of himself for our age. These things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. My, isn't that a wonderful description of himself? The attributes of our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, these words, amen, just makes you want to shout because he's talking about himself in my age. In the time that I'm living in, he's faithful. In the time I'm living in, he's a true witness. In the time I'm living in, he's a final voice or a final say to my situation. Hallelujah, the devil passed judgments on some of you a long time ago and said you're nothing but to be a, a barroom fly or some druggie on the streets. That was his judgment, but he didn't have the final say. There was another voice that spoke that had the authority and the power to back it up. The power to break the chains off of you. The power to take sin off of you. The power to break every kind of spirit off of you, amen. That's the power I'm talking about that's in the church of the living God tonight. And he's in our age that way. He's a faithful witness. He's a faithful God, amen. It brings such a spirit of reality in your heart when you realize he's faithful and true. He's the amen, the beginning of the creation of God. This is Jesus giving us a description of himself in relation to the time that you're living in, the last age. As the days of grace are winding up, he has looked from the first century all the way down to the 20th and told us all things concerning these ages before he reveals the characteristics of the last age to us, he gives one final look to his own gracious and supreme deity. This is the capstone revelation of himself. Listen to me, children of God. I am the amen. I am the faithful and true witness. I am the beginning of the creation of God. Thus saith the amen. Jesus is the amen of God. Jesus is the so let it be of God. Amen. So you're not backed by some measly government of made by man. And we're under a government that was, that was depicted to be a Christian government that was, that was wrote by Christian people. It's a far cry from that today. Because it's moved from its landmarks. It's moved from its monuments. It's moved from it. But I'm talking about a government that won't move. You can be in the worst trial of your life and he's still the faithful and true witness. He's still the amen of God. It says the devil's not gonna have dominion over you. You are my child. Hallelujah. It stands for finality, finality. In other words, when he says amen and he puts it to it, that's all there is to it. There ain't nothing the devil can say about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. If he says you're healed, you're healed. If he says you're my son, you're his son. The devil can howl, howl, the devil can haunt, the devil can do whatever, scream and holler. He can do everything he wants to do. He can make the symptoms get worse. He can do whatever he wants to. It does not change anything. The final voice has spoke on your behalf. Mercy, it stands for approval. It stands for prevailing promises. It stands for unchanging promises. It stands, amen, stands for the seal of God. That's why I love this message. 
Because the angel of God, the angel of the Lord would come behind every sermon and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Tell me another message that he did that to. He would come, you know, Brother Brandon would make the challenge many times. If I've told the truth, he will come. Amen. If, if what I've said is the truth, let him come. Amen. He would come and reveal the hearts as he did 2,000 years ago, as he did in the days of Abraham. Hallelujah. He would come. What was he doing? He was saying, Amen. 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 Oh, hallelujah. You have a message today that's backed up by not my amen, but the amen of God. It stands for unchanging promises. Oh, we got a change in government. Changing every day. Rapidly changing every day. So rapidly that even the best lawyers can't keep up with the changes that are taking place. Changing every day. Going along a certain line. Going further and further away from God. Changing every day. Amen. Uh, you know, but we're, 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 we're not under that government. Sure, as an American citizen, but I'm not talking to you tonight as an American citizen. I'm talking to you as a citizen of another kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that's how we ought to live our lives, as a citizen of another kingdom. Amen. That this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Amen. They can do whatever they want to. They can ride on the streets. It's not my streets. Not my buildings. It's not my, it's just a temporary dwelling place. One day, it's going to be all mine. One day, it's going to be all yours. And we'll walk out on the ashes of the wicked. But until that day, let them have it. Well, we are coming back to claim what is rightfully ours. Brother Brown would tie, tie this in with the Old Testament. He would bring it to show that the God of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New and he'd read out of Isaiah 65 and 16. said that he that blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. Brother Brown would say that was really interpreted the God of the, the, God of the amen. And I went and read it in the amplified version. It says, so it shall be that he who invokes a blessing on himself in the land shall do so by, by saying the God of truth, the amen, bless me. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, if the amen blesses you, what does it matter what anything else does to you? Do you, want, do you understand what blessing you're under tonight? You're not under the blessing of some, some feeble government. Well, I have you to know the government's about to bless us with, a, with another check. Well, who cares? That's not the check or the approval that I'm looking forward to. That's the money that won't be here in just a few days be gone. But you're not under just the blessing of some earthly government. You're under the blessing of the most high God. And under that blessing, who can curse you? His cursings will be turned to blessings. Hallelujah. May the God of truth, the amen, bless me. And he who taketh the oath in the land shall swear by the God of truth, the amen, the faith and faithfulness to his promises because the formal troubles are forgotten and because they are hidden from my eyes. 
And this is what he would go on to say. You can read that on down to verse 16. But to save a little time, he said, see, the real translation is not just the God of truth. It's the God of the amen. Amen. And we, and we read it. And we read it, so bless, uh, bless himself in the God of the amen. He that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of the amen because the formal troubles are forgotten because they're hid from my eyes. He says, he goes on, he says, hallelujah. See, here's the Jehovah of the Old Testament, the God of the amen. Here's Jesus of the New Testament, the God of the Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. There it is again. The Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. The, Old Te- the New Testament does not reveal another God. It reveals a further re- revelation of the one and same God. Christ did not come to make himself known. He didn't come to reveal the Son. He came to make the Father known. He never talked about two gods. He talked about one God. Jesus is God. He and the Father is one. There is one God, and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the God of the amen. And he said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. I'll put my amen on it. He never changes. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I love serving a God that don't change his mind. How terrible would it be that you got up this morning saved and the next day he told you, you're lost. Well, the next day, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I, I got you mixed up with somebody. You're saved. Or one day he's, he forgives you of your sins and the next day he said, hey, I, I, I can't quite get over that when you're going to do some more repentance. In other words, he'd be human. Hello, somebody. But this God never changes. Therefore, if he put his finality upon you, his amen upon you, he cannot change his mind. If he said you're my child, you are his child. The devil can do what he wants. The devil can try everything he's got, but he don't have enough because God doesn't put the final voice upon you. Amen, you're not under the voice of a mere man. You're not under the regulation of a mere man. This message is not the message of a mere man. This message is not the message of a seventh grade Kentuckian preacher. It's not the my message. It's a message of Almighty God. That is what we're under, the amen. He put his amen on you. And what he does never changes. What he says stands fast. <laughs> Hallelujah. He called us the true sayings of God. Read that revelation. We are the true say. These are the true sayings of God. Who is he talking about? You, the spoken word of God in this time. You're the true sayings of God. Hallelujah. What he says stands fast. So he said, you're the true sayings of God. God spoke you out. You can't do nothing but win. You will not fail. You was not born to fail. You was born to rise over everything. I need you to understand tonight, you even the weakest among you, you wasn't born for depression. You wasn't born for anxiety. That wasn't what you was born for, for it to rule over you. You was born that you can rise above it. 
You are the true sayings of God. What he says stands fast. Oh, hallelujah. And let me say this right now. When there's no more cancer, when there's no more anxiety, when there's no more fear, and there's no more alopecia, and there's no more brain bleed, there's no more high blood pressure, there's no matter whatever kind of sickness you want to name, no matter what kind of sin you want to name, when there's no more devil, you shall remain. Hallelujah. It's time you look the devil in the face and say, boy, when you're long gone, I'm still going to be here. Because I am the true sayings of God. And I will remain. He does it and it's done forever. No one can take from what he says or add to it. So let it be. Amen. So let it be. Aren't you glad we serve that kind of God? (laughs) You know exactly where you are with him at any time and all times. He's the amen of God and won't change. These things saith amen. It means that whatever he said is final. You don't have to worry about him changing his mind tomorrow about a certain thing. So if, you, if there's, if there's a, th- a way to dress, when he first spoke it, it still goes today. If there's a way to wear your hair, when he first spoke it, it still goes today. If there's a way of life that he first spoke, it still goes today. I know the world don't believe that. But I want you to understand, it's the world that changed, not God. He said, well, I'll tell you what. These men hugging up with men makes me sick. Dressing like women makes me sick. Well, men dressing like women makes you sick. How, how long has it been since you got sick at a woman dressed like a man? Go ahead. Same thing. It's spirits. But what happens over time? I, I, we get numb to it. And, you know, Laodicea is there as sandpaper, shaving off convictions and shaving off all, all kinds of things. And lukewarmness comes in, all kinds of, and to where we get lukewarm to it. Don't even nauseate us no more. Hello, somebody. It don't even turn our stomach no more. You know, all of a sudden, something new comes in. And it turns our stomach. It won't be too long, and it won't turn your stomach no more. It's the lukewarmness. It's Laodicea. But what he said is final. It means that whatever he said in the first age or to the second ages, to all the ages about his true church and about the false vine is exactly still right and it won't change. It means that what he started out in Genesis, he will finish in Revelation. For he has to, for he is the amen, so let it be. So we can see again why the devil hates Revelation or Genesis to Revelations. He hates the truth. So these are not people that are hating the truth. These are spirits that are in people that are hating the truth. As I said, we're we're not facing race issues. We're facing spiritual issues. Is a spiritual warfare that's being poured out into human beings. Because when these spirits are done away with, there'll be every race lived together in peace. You know, I, I want to tell some people, I, I just seen some stuff on Facebook, it's a bunch of nonsense. We got ministers joining up and making these things about, hey, go take a survey about is there any racism in the message? That's nonsense. In this message, a true believer, there's no racism. The problem is you got racism in your own heart. 
Get the Holy Ghost and it'll take care of it. It'll make a, it'll make a overall put his arms around his tuxedo. It'll make a white man hug a black man. Amen. Why? It ain't a white or a black. It's a brother. It's my sister. It's God's child. The world wants to make it a black and white thing. It's not what it's about. It's a spiritual warfare and it's demons anointing the minds of men. He hates the truth. He knows the truth will prevail. <laughs> Hallelujah. He knows what his end will be, how he fights that. But we, oh man, you got your shouting shoes on? Anybody ready to just give a good old shout? We are on the winning side. Is it a white side? Is it a black side? No, it's a God side. Is it a red side, yellow side? No, it's a God side. Hallelujah. We, he says, I mean the believers of this word are on the amen side. Woo, hallelujah. I'm not on the American side. I'm not on the Japanese side. I'm not on the European side. That's not who I am. I am on the amen side. And the amen side, I'm on the winning side. I'm gonna rise above every devil in hell. And I'm looking at a people that's on the same side and they're rising above cancer and they're rising above sugar diabetes and they're rising to go above every spirit of sin. It is the amen side. What happened? God said amen. God said amen and it's over with. <laughs> on the amen side, these things say the faithful and true witness. So if you'd get on the amen side, you wouldn't need your surveys. These things saith the faithful. And what is it? Why well, can't get off of it? What it is, you're joined up, you've joined yourself with the political spirit. A demonic spirit. <clears throat> I want to show you what I find the thought of faithful. Oh my, you want to hear about faithful? <laughs> Your government not, may not be faithful to you, but this God is faithful. You know, he says how we talk about a great unchanging God whose words did not change. And when we speak of him after that manner, we get the view sometimes of him being very impersonal. But he said, as though God made the whole universe and the laws that pertain to it and then stands back and becomes a great impersonal God. It is though God made a way of salvation for lost mankind, that way being the cross. And then when the death of Christ has atoned for our sins and his resurrection gave us an open door to him, God just folded his arms up and stood back. It is as if, as if we majored in believing in a great creator who created and lost personal interest in his creation. But he said, I, like, I now say that is how too many people are apt to think. But that's the wrong thinking. For God is governing in the affairs of men right now. Yes, Amen. Hallelujah. He's both creator and sustainer. 
Hallelujah. Colossians 1.16 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, principalities, powers. All things are created by him and for him, and he is before him, and by, all, by him all things, things. consist. He's a sovereign God. By his own counsel, he purposed a plan of salvation for his elect, which he foreknew. The Son upon the cross to establish the means of salvation. And the Holy Spirit carefully executes the will of the Father. He's working all things at this moment. Hello, somebody. God hasn't lost control. Hallelujah. He's working all things at this moment according to the purpose of his own will. He's right in the midst of it all. He's allowed these demons to come to this place. He's a great creator, Savior God, faithfully working amongst his own right now as the great shepherd of his sheep. His very Existence is for his own. Maybe I'll say it like this. His very existence is for you. Mercy. He loves them and he cares for them. His eye is always upon them. When the word says your lives are hid with Christ and God, it means exactly what it says. He said, I'm so glad that my God abides faithful. He's true to himself and he won't lie. He's the true to his word and he will back it up. He's true to us. He will lose not one of us. Yeah. Woo, hallelujah. Won't you tell the devil, God can't lose me. God cannot lose me. He will not lose none of us, but he'll raise us up at the last day. I'm glad I can rest in that kind of faithfulness. Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this very thing, he that began the good work, he's the beginning of the creation of God. He that began the good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. The day, capital D-A-Y, unto eternity. Hello, somebody. He's not got to 2020 and said, good luck. Enjoy yourself. See you on the other side, maybe. No, that ain't God. That might be governments. And that might be rulers of men, earthly rulers of men. But that's not God. He's not somewhere on a porch drinking iced tea somewhere and having himself a vacation somewhere. No, he's ever on the job. He's been watching over you every day of your life. He's been watching over you when you drove to church. He'll watch over you while you're in church. He'll watch you while you leave church. He'll watch you in your bed. He'll watch you every moment of your life. This God don't take his eye off his children. He said, my eyes are upon the very little sparrows, little bitty birds that ain't hardly worth a few pennies, and there's millions of them, and God's got his eye on every one of them, and he knows when one falls. But if he knows when a little bird falls on the ground, breaks his little wing, or has a little problem, can't fly no more, don't you think he knows his ultimate creation, the human being, the very form of himself? He's got his eye on you, and he knows when that devil comes and attacks you. He knows when cancer is in your body. He knows when it's coming and moving the bad mind battles you're having. He knows all about it. And he says, I got the answer. 
He is there to enforce. He is there to tell Satan no more. He is there to tell Satan, give it back. To restore it back to its rightful owner. That's the age that we're living in. One day, Satan held something over men and through the dark ages. They only had a portion of the spirit. But this day, he can't hold it no more. It's been restored back. Full power, full vindication. Amen. I've been listening to the restoration of the bride tree. He speaks about restoration and bringing back the claim, the claim that can be enforced to bring anything back to his rightful owner where it belongs. Now, the police today may not be able to do that, but the Holy Ghost can. Hallelujah. Some way it went from his rightful owner and can wander around anywhere. He said, but to restore is to bring it back to who it really owns to. Owns to and to bring it back to its natural state where it was in the first time or the beginning. Bring it back to its natural condition. In order this, we have a right to enforce, if there's a law, to enforce his rightful condition of restoration to restore. Now, we've been talking about the power. Now, we're going to talk about the authority. Amen. He said if somebody stole some property and they've been holding your property captive, captive and you take the, go to the law and you go to this person, the law will force or should enforce this person to restore this property back to its natural owner, to its first estate. Enforcement. He said, oh, he said, we have the privilege. You're privileged people. Because you're living in a time to be privileged, to force and force upon Satan the claims that God gave you. We are living in a moment that the power of the Holy Ghost is in the church again, in full demonstration and power. Not a portion, not a part, but all of it. In full power has been restored back into individuals' hearts again, as it was on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. He said, God has a law, and his word is the law. And God is in his word, made certain claims to the church, told her you could have certain things, and we have a right to force upon Satan our God-given rights and say, give it back. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, we heard a prophecy here, amen, just a couple of months ago, almost almost a year ago now, at our Labor Day meetings, Brother Ron speaking on take it back. Yeah. Amen, and the little girl had been bound by anxiety and fear, amen, almost didn't even make the trip to the, to the services because every time she'd get go, go somewhere, it'd just fall upon her to where she'd almost become motionless and trying to figure out what to do, and the mama says, we're taking her because we're going to get her delivered. We're going to take her because God is going to meet her there and God's going to deliver her of this thing. And God ordained the whole service, called her out by name. And we don't think God don't know who we are. We don't believe he knows about our everyday struggles and our mind battles we've been going through and the spirits has been haunting at us and things has been happening. He knows all about it. You know, he knows and he cares. Not only does he knows about it, he cares about it. And he cared enough to, amen, invite a whole a seven, 800 people, whatever it was, to come to a meeting and a service. I know many were delivered in that service, but it was pinpointed to one person. 
reads her name in the scripture. Amen. Abigail. What was it? A son of God robed in the robe of the Holy Ghost. Adopted. Son of God preaching the word in his day and God coming down and saying amen. And you saw the little girl get delivered. And delivered today. Hallelujah. Why? There was a power there. When the voice was spoken and authority went out, there was a power that backed it up. And it said, yes, Satan, you went far enough. Take your hands off of God's property. She's free today. Why? Because of the power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody. And that power was not just for that meeting. It's for tonight as well. If somebody's willing to use the authority that's been given to them by the power of Almighty God and say, devil, you've come far enough. I'm taking back what is mine. I'm taking back my inheritance. I'm done with you, devil. I heard Wednesday night, I can believe for the impossible. Therefore, I'm going to believe and God's going to back me up. The law of the land is to enforce. The law of the Spirit of God is to force Satan to give, listen to this, to give up what he has unrightfully and deceitfully taken from God. Oh my. Souls of men he took from God. Souls of women he took from God. Children, sickness of the body he placed upon people. God made them in his image to be like them. And the church is given the rightful legal rights by the Bible to take the Holy Spirit and enforce this upon them. Hello, somebody. And he goes to tell a story, a happening, an event of a car that gotten stolen. A car. A car. Not a person. Not a child. Not a million dollars. A car. Somebody stole it. Man's clothes and his wife's clothes is in it. They drove 1,500 miles to be in service, coming to the service. Before a poor fellow found himself without anything. 700-something miles from his home, didn't know what to do. He turned it to the police. They had a big racket in Louisville and stealing cars and repainting them. Didn't have to have the title there to sell it. So they'd make you a title in a few minutes, any number you want to put on it. So they're having a terrible time. So we got down on our knees. Now, Jesus wouldn't have to, had to do that. He was the Word. We're not the Word. The Word of the Lord came to the prophets. We, they wasn't the Word, but the Word came to them. Jesus was the Word. He didn't have to pray. He was God. But we are His servants, His prophets, His servants, whom the Word of the Lord comes to. And the prophet is vindicated by whether it's the Word of the Lord or not, but what he says come to pass. And then when we have Scripture here that says, Whatever, wherever two or more gathered in my name, and if they agree, I'll be in their midst. 
And if they will agree on touching any one certain thing and ask and don't doubt, they shall have what they ask for. It will be given to them. There's the law. This is not a man's law. This is God's law. The one that's here to enforce the law is not some man. It's not some earthly government. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> How about people? He says, some of them don't even believe in the Holy Spirit. He said, you're rejecting your own peace and mercy. He said, but we got on our knees. About five of us, Brother Fred Saltman and many others, there four or five men knelt down and I pleaded this case before God. And I took the word of the promise and sent it forth. And the great Holy Spirit, as he took the word to serve the summons, oh my goodness. Listen, this spirit can go behind walls. It don't have to have a door to be open. It can go through the door. Amen. It don't have to have a, a warrant. It, it can go all the way past all of that stuff. It don't need nothing dictated by the man's creeds or dogmas. It ain't bound by those things any longer. It's been loosed from all those things. It's been, it was bound for 2,000 years, but now it's been loosed. Therefore, it can go where it wants to go. It can set who it wants to be set free. It can deliver who it wants to be set free. It can restore who it wants to restore. It's not bound by laws of the land or man's creeds or ideas or dogmas. And he said, the Holy Spirit fell into that car. A thief. Not a Christian. A thief. Not even somebody maybe raised right. A thief. And it served a summons on him. <laughs> yeah. Had a yellow shirt on, driving it. Holy Spirit came upon him and began to condemn him. He turned around about halfway. He said, I saw him come and park the car on a certain street over across the river. I raised up and told the brother, thus saith the Lord. And when they started out, they went down the road and there sat the car there half empty with gasoline. He said, just, uh, it was just enough to take him halfway to Bowling Green and bring him back. These men are sitting here as a witness. What was it? Enforcing. Give it back. Amen. And God cared enough about a little car. Well, don't you know if he cares about a car, he cares about your body? He cares about your children? Your God-given heritage is not, we're not talking about a car tonight. We're talking about something that God gave you. He gave you your healing. Sister Erica, he gave you your healing. That's nothing but the devil that's trying to put something on you. But there's a body standing here on the earth that is enforcing the law of God and say, give it back. Hallelujah. And give it back. Amen. There's a spirit that's greater than cancer. Is there somebody here to witness that tonight? There's a spirit here that's greater than cancer. There's a spirit here that's greater than any sin. There's a spirit that's greater than any lukewarmness. There's a spirit greater than any anxiety or fear. Any kind of thing the devil wants to put on the children of God. There is someone in the building greater. Hallelujah. And he's here to enforce your God-given rights. Amen, there ought to be somebody with enough gumption that says, devil, give it back. Give me back my son. Give me back my daughter. I am coming in the authority given to me by the name of Jesus Christ. He says, if he's afflicted you and made you sick, you have the right 
before God to enforce the laws of God. By his stripes, I am healed. Bring it back. Turn it loose. Oh, my. He said, if Satan has robbed you of the privilege of being a son or daughter of God, we have a right by the Holy Spirit to enforce the claims of God and say, bring it back. A man is sick. Bring it back. A baby is sick. Bring it back. A woman is sick. Bring it back. They're out of their natural condition. Bring it back. We have a right to enforce the claims of God given to us by the word of God. It's our inalienable rights as sons and daughters of King. There's laws. There's a law of Christ. There's a law in man. He said, you can bury a man that's a Christian. You can bury him in the deepest grave. You can bury him in the deepest sea or in the lowest hell. There is a law, the Spirit of God, that says, I will raise him up again. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, mercy. Many of you, some of you, I don't know how many of you, some of you, had a lot of lives that you was running from the law. Worried about what the law was going to do. What his next move was. Blue lights. Running. Things going on. Didn't know. And the devil trying to put every kind of thing upon you. Think about it. How much garbage did he pile on your life? The best of us. How much garbage did he put on your life? He tried to cover you up with every kind of thing to make, make you so undesirable, unwanted. To where God would maybe look at you and say, I, I can't do nothing with that. He tried everything he could do to put it all on you. But there was some other law governing you. It wasn't the law of the United States of America. It wasn't the law of some man-made creed. It was the law of God that spoke before the world began and said, that's my son. The devil can do what he wants to. He can pile all the nonsense he wants on him, the sin he wants on things upon him and put him in the lowest hell, but my arm can go far enough. There's no one, not one of my sons, not one of my daughters can go low enough that my arm can't reach down. Amen. God broke every kind of sin off of your life, every kind of spirit off your life. Amen. What was it? There was, you, was, you thought that you was abiding by law or, or Satan's curses or whatever, and you thought that was your life, but there was another voice that spoke. There's another voice that said, no, I had first choice. He's my son. He was my son at the beginning, and then no matter what you've done, devil, I'm going to raise him up again. Hallelujah. Let me go down. <laughs> I want to say something here. Brother, Brother David Dexter shared this quote with me. I just had to throw it in here. Talking about the uncertain sound. Men giving uncertain sounds. 
maybe God don't heal no more, deliver no more, all kinds of things out there, uncertain sounds. He said, Brother Branham, he said, Brother Branham, I believe my church preaches the gospel. So he said, all right. He said, Jesus said, I'm going to give you a certain thing to believe. You go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. (laughs) And said, don't stop there. Preach the gospel. And these signs shall follow them that believe. No uncertain sound there. It's the gospel. Amen. They cast out devils. There was authority in their name. In their, in their walk. It was authority that they had given to them by the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, Peter would come to the gate called Beautiful. He said, I don't have silver and gold, but such as I have, give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. Yeah. Amen. There was an authority given there. He said, the gospel said that's the tone. That's the tone that's in the bell. That's the tone of the bell when they're casting out devils. Woo, hallelujah. I love to hear that bell tone. And a devil hit the floor, lost his power. He might have had power, brother, over you for years, but there was a tone that sounded. There was a bell, boom. What was it sounding, devil? You are about to lose. You're about to lose a person you thought you had. You tried to cover him up with this. You tried to cover him up with that. Amen. Every one of us, he tried to cover up, but there was a tone in the bell. <laughs> the devil said, I'm going to go out like I went out before. And he put his own boxing gloves on. And he went out. But this time he wasn't meeting Brother L. He wasn't meeting Brother Timothy. He wasn't meeting none of you. He was meeting the champion of champions. The Lord of Lords. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to present to you tonight the champion of champions. Hallelujah. There ain't a sin case he can't cure. There ain't a sickness he can't heal. There ain't a person in this building he can't deliver. I wish I had voice to preach tonight because this God is a champion. Hallelujah. He has come to show you tonight. I will enforce the authority given to you. You speak my word and I'll bring it to pass. You say and say to this mountain be moved and watch it be thrown into the sea. That's the tone of the bell. There's a certain tone in that gospel. You hear about bell tinkling and says there's no more altar call. That's the wrong tone. It says no more prayer lines. Wrong tone. Devils are laughing. Ha 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 ha. Laughing at preachers. Won't give a sinner a chance to repent. Laughing at preachers won't give a person a chance to be delivered. But I like a certain tone. It's the tone of deliverance. I like to hear the gospel speak and demons start screaming. Hello. I don't like them laughing. I like them screaming. I like them running. I like them fleeing. I like a gospel that's got power in it. That'll go up into a mezzanine and grab a little girl and say, today's your day of deliverance. Amen. I like a gospel that's got enough Holy Ghost in it that'll fall upon a young mother in the a, in a mezzanine seating and anoint her heart and she run around the building and deliver her of the cancer. I like that kind of tone. 
If you don't like that tone, this gospel ain't for you. But I like that tone. I like the tone of devils screaming. They screamed in Brother Brown's meetings. How come they can't scream in our meetings? Why are they comfortable sitting on our pews? Why are they comfortable living in hearts? We should be again in the days of Ananias and Sapphira where sin is caught out. Where demons scream and run for their lives because there's a bride standing upon her feet. She's heard the sound of a trumpet and that sound is moving in her heart and it's lifting her up. When that tone sounds, they sound not all kind of gospels nowadays. Oh, you just believe the message you're saved. That's wrong tone. Just confess. It'll be all right. You confess. Brother Brown's a prophet. You're saved. Wrong tone. That's not the tone that this Bible brings. And this message rings the same tone as this Bible. Now, the interpretation of this message may not, but this message rings the same tone. If it don't, it ain't the message. Amen. He says, when, when you put on that, he says, when you put on that helmet of salvation and that great shield the size of the door of faith, brother, it's not what you are. It's who you represent. <laughs> well, are you just making yourself somebody? No, I'm not. It's who I represent. I'm with him. It's who you represent. <laughs> Our armor is Jesus Christ, and when he sees that armor, every devil slide their brakes and squeal. Hello? They squeal. When they see that full armor of God, the true baptism of the Holy Ghost, and that scene it coming straight from the throne of God, dressed in the full armor of his resurrection. Not that you're strong, you're nothing. But it's what's behind you. You're dead. You join the army. You join the police force. You join to keep the law and to control these devils. Hello? Control these devils. You're on the police force, and the whole kingdom of God is behind you. You're nothing. You can't stop anything. But authority has been given to you because you're raised and setting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And the devil will recognize that. And every one of them will slide his brakes when that hand goes up. <laughs> he says, no matter how little you are, you say, well, I'm just a little washwoman. Hey, your brother don't, maybe even hardly know his ABCs. Don't make no difference. It's not who you are. It's who you in. Amen. Christ, which makes you who you are. And you will triumph over all things. And your authority, you want to hear what your authority is? A couple of you. You want to hear what your authority is? Your authority is over every devil and every power that the devil has. Oh, my God. That's the authority that's been given to you, Brother James. That's the authority that's been given you, Levi. That's the authority that's been given you, your sisters. That's the authority that's been given you, your mothers. Your authority is over every devil. 
Name that devil you have authority over and over every power that the devil has. You're in Christ triumphant. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, my God, there ain't no grave going to hold this body down. You say, what are you talking about? The grave is when you die. I'm talking about any kind of grave you want to talk about. There's more graves than the one that takes you down and dead. There's plenty of people held by graves of anxiety and graves of depression and graves of cancer and graves of all kinds of spirits, but there ain't no grave going to hold this body down because this body is not the body of Timothy Pruitt and house the spirit of just Timothy Pruitt. It houses the Lord Jesus Christ. And the same power that broke the tomb and the seal of the Romans and it rolled that old stone away and out came that body. It's the same power that's living on the inside of everyone that's got the Holy Ghost. And there ain't enough power in Satan's kingdom to hold a child of God in a tomb. It'll break every seal of Satan. It'll break every stone he can throw in front of you. There's angels of God that'll roll it away and you'll sit on the very thing to try to hold you in. Hallelujah. That is the power that you have tonight. That is the authority that you have tonight. If I was you, I would rejoice right now. I have authority in Christ Jesus. It's not my power. It's not my might. It is his. Amen. It is his. It is his. And I rest upon his word. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. He says, he says right here, I'm an heir of all things. It's given to me. How many can say it's given to me? I'm an heir. I claim everything God promised me. Can you do that tonight? There you are. It's mine. How do you get it? Something you've done? No, sir. It's an unmerited gift that God gave you. It's ours. It belongs to us. And Satan cannot hold it. If you go to him in the scriptural, authoritative word with faith and say, lay it down, it's mine. Oh, is there somebody here that want to tell the devil, lay it down? Lay it down, devil. It's mine. You took it from me, but you laid it down. You give it back because I'm serving notice on you. I've got a notice written right here on the word. Heavens and earth will pass away, but this notice will not pass away. So I come with this notice to serve you in the name of Jesus Christ. And whatsoever I ask the Father in his name, he'll give it to me. If I say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt my heart, but believe what I said shall come to pass. I can have what I said. Lay it down. That gets him running. That gets him moving. Lay it down because I've come with a scriptural authority. I am a believer. Hallelujah. How many are heirs tonight? How many say, Lord, tonight, I want to stand on that promise. I want to stand on that promise. Enforce my God-given rights. They're mine. They're mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. Now let the healing virtues of Calvary flow. Yes. Hallelujah. 
deliverance taking place. Healing in the name of Jesus. Give it back. Wonder if there's a mother here that looked that devil in the eye and said, Hey, you had my child long enough. Lay him down. Give him back. He's mine. Daddy, what about you, Daddy? Stay on that foundation, that promised word. Stay on that in your heart, saying, Satan, you're a robber. I've come to possess what Jesus Christ died for me to have. Now hand it over and get out of my way. The first thing you know, the Holy Spirit will begin to pour on you, and something will happen. God vindicating, he keeps his word. That's what it is. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, you see your people tonight, Father. You see the needs, Lord, and the situations in the building even now. God, let faith arise in hearts. Arise, Father. We claim our God-given rights. We see a world that's given up rights, laying it all down, letting lawlessness, lawlessness take over, riding in the streets. Satan's trying to take our God-given rights. Tell us we don't have it anymore. It's for another day. People joining up with political spirits, being taken over by demonic spirits, not even realizing it, Lord. God, there's going to be a people, Lord, that stay with your word, that rise above these things. Lord, to put the arms around each other, no matter what color, no matter what race, no matter what person, brother to brother, sister to sister, family with family. There's going to be husbands and wives, Lord, that walk in, overcomers. Lord, I know there's marital problems all over, but there's going to be husbands and wives that walk in, overcomers. I know there's children that's backslid all over, but there's going to be children that's going to walk in overcomers. Lord, I, I, I know they're sick all over, but there's going to be people healed, delivered, touched, moved on. Lord, you're doing it. You're moving in the miraculous realms. Lord, may we just keep ourselves prepared, Lord, for your moment. Grant it, Father. Reach out and touch us, Lord, tonight. Move upon each child and each person. Every need supply.
into the chamber be free
go of your reason. When you get breath, go and let go of how you're feeling about it. And you begin to let God have his way and help you to have that authority in your life. He'll give you authority over every spirit, over every sickness, over every disease, and even over every sin. This is the kind of God that we serve. But it takes a people that surrenders their own reasoning. Let God have his way in your life. Invite him to tonight as we worship the Lord together. Come on together. Everybody now just join in with me with all your heart and say, let go and let God have. That's wonderful. That's right. Just move in the spirit now. You know how to worship. Your sorrow will never vanish. Your night will never turn today till you begin to let God have his way in your life. And God wants us to have dominion. God wants us to have power in our lives through the authority of his name. To take authority as a Christian, as a believer, to claim it for ourselves. Tonight, you just need to reconfirm that with your, in your life and say, Lord Jesus, Amen. I'm going to let go of my reasoning, my ways, my thinking. And I'm, I want you, Lord, to have your way so that I have preeminence over every devil, over every spirit. Have control over it all. Amen. Where I can be a conqueror and I can walk in faith and believe him. Amen. Sing it one more time. Let go and let God have his one. this authority. Brother Bradham said it isn't the man, it isn't the policeman, it isn't his strength. I know myself going up against sickness, devils, demon spirits that you see acting and, and, and speaking out. And I've, I know how powerless I am, how little I am. But at that moment, I just looked to see what he made me. Because humanly speaking, I can never overcome that. But as a son of God, I can. 
And I said, and I just say, I'm an adopted son. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. I have his robe of authority on me, his ring on my finger. And I just square my shoulders back and I say, I'm taking authority over this devil. Not in my strength, but it's about the one that I'm representing. And we've ever, we've seen it happen over and over again. The devils have to fall to the name of Jesus. Let me tell you what Brother Branham said. And when a man or a woman, so this is for ladies too. When a man or a woman is dressed in the full armor of God, it ain't power, it's authority from on high. When he says, devils will scream and brakes will squeak and even death itself will shudder and graves will open at the authority that Jesus Christ gave his church. All men knows this, these signs shall follow them that believe. Lift up the authority, the ensign. That's what we gotta do is lift up the authority, the ensign, the name of Jesus. For the name of Jesus is higher than every name. Amen. So you let him have his way. That's the way he wants. He wants to be able to empower you for you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon. Reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by. You will find he's not too busy. Just received a prayer request here and a notification. Sister Rachel Shaw is at the hospital. Her test for COVID has come back positive. We want to go to the Lord in prayer for her. Maybe you got a need in your life tonight. It's time you talk it over with Him. Amen. We don't have even a promise of tomorrow. If you're unsaved, I tell you, I wouldn't wait another day. Why do you want to live in misery when you can have Jesus? When you can have a peace that surpasses all understanding. I want you to go to prayer for this need here tonight for Sister Rachel and for the church here, for the Wilson family that has been suffering. And let's just ask God to move on the scene. He's the way maker. Amen. He's the promise keeper. He's here tonight to meet your need. I want you to pray with me right now. Father. As a group of believing people, we come together in your name and you know the enemy 
has come in, Lord. He comes in like a flood. But you said you'd lift up a standard against him. And we believe, Lord, that we are that standard a people that believes your name, waving the flag, the ensign of the name of Jesus. Lord, we're standing here as the troops of the Lord, an invincible army of people going out to battle. We're not here, Lord, with just decorated swords, but we're here, Lord, in the power of the Most High. And we're asking God that you'll come on the scene for your children. You have heard and know all about Sister Rachel. She's your daughter, Lord. She's your child, and she's got a need in her body. The enemy has struck her down. Oh, God, but you are the healer and the deliverer. And we rebuke that thing in the name of the Lord and command it to take its hand off of God's property. Oh, yeah, they say it, it takes 10 days, two weeks. But, Lord, one moment in your presence. And every symptom of it has to go. And we're asking for you to do the miraculous and you to do the work that you promised you, you would do in your word, Lord, as these signs shall follow them that believe. They, in my name, shall cast out devils. They will heal the sick. This is the promise that is given to us. And we're taking that promise, Lord, and believing it. Lord, we're asking the flame of fire be around your people. Lord, oh God, you'll keep them from the sickness that is going to the land. We ask it in Jesus' name. And we so appreciate you, Lord, for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Lord. Just bring that healing and that deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into, and they are saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower.
Hallelujah. For those of you that can come and help us, we're going to have another work day trying to finish up the pavilion that we have started. We hadn't been able to get it finished. And, uh, but the Lord has blessed us with it to where that the finances are there. We just need some help to finish it up where that um, it can be enjoyed by the believers here.